Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. We're here talking with Jessica Chang, and Jessica has done something uh unbelievable in the arena of child care and is created a network, the largest child care network in the United States. And they're really just getting started from what I hear. She's got an app that connects parents with home daycare uh, owners. Uh, she's helped make a mental breakthrough that's going through companies now that they need to the employers of all sizes uh, can need to get involved in cost-effectively offering employees and team members uh, uh, support for their childcare needs. And as a result, they're growing, uh, growing incredibly fast and attracting a lot of attention. So uh, Jessica, thanks for uh, taking time to talk and how did you get your early experience you said when you decided you saw this need started with a personal problem you started you know basically identified a niche it was big it was important and you said i had a lot of skills even though i, I was not the child care business i had experience uh putting mm -hmm. companies together projects together making things happen running companies financials uh, where did you get that experience? How did you, uh, how did you get those tools? Um, yeah, so um, I started off actually as an investment banker early on. And um, how do you over... start as an investment banker? What does that mean? Um, so um, when I graduated college, um, where'd you go to I, college? I went to UC Berkeley. UC Berkeley. And so yeah. are you talking to me from California now? I am talking to you from California. Okay, we've got to put that California filter on everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I actually grew up um, uh, out of country. So I actually grew up as a um, expat in China. Ah. And, um, you know, one of the, the things is like, I'm like growing up in Beijing, it's really cold. And when I was applying for college, I remember my dad distinctively saying like, look, you could either be on the East Coast or on the West Coast, but I can tell you the West Coast is a lot warmer. Yeah. <laughs> and that that was a big push for me. But I think the other thing that my dad had always said to me and why like I determined, I was so determined to kind of get into finance early on was um, financial independence. And my dad said, he was like, look, you know, there's a lot of jobs out there, um, but finance actually gives you financial independence. And you do the number of years that you should do and you might like it, but if you don't, you have the ability to kind of choose where you wanna go next. And I took that to heart um, and started off in, in investment banking because of what my dad said, though those were the longest days I've ever had um, and probably the hardest. It, it really put into me that, that mentality of working hard and, you know, working hard and using that to really understand like what, what it means to be like, 
to go after something that you really truly want and how much effort you, you're gonna put towards it. Um, and that was ingrained in me and from what the kind start. Of, from the beginning, what kind of work that you were doing that was uh, so challenging and so hard that you had to master uh, as an investment banker? Um, <laughs> I don't think that the work was that hard per se. It was just, you were expected to learn very quickly and do a lot of projects at the same time. So a normal job might be like, hey, look, you've got six months to get up to speed and you're going to work on one project at a time. In investment banking, they were like, look, you've got two weeks to learn it. If you don't learn it, then you're going to be spending time working on it until 2 to 3 a.m. every day. So the faster you learn, the earlier you get to go home. When, and when, not when you say learn something, what are you learning? Yeah, um, at that time- Industry or a company or a what? You're, you're learning both. You're learning industry. I, I was in um, tech M&A, so tech mergers and acquisitions. You're learning industry. You're also learning a way to analyze companies. Um, you're learning companies by themselves. So any like mergers that were happening, you were getting fully integrated in what the company was doing, how they made money, how they actually reported their financials, what types of things were useless for the company where they're not making money. How do you, like what synergies did they have with another company that they needed to merge or be acquired by? So, and that was happening all the time. And it wasn't one project that you were doing. It's like 20 at the same time. So you need to context switch very quickly as well. Um, and what does that mean, context, very well? Uh, context switch. It just meant that like, hey, look, you might be working on an acquisition of a, a, a media site with an, by another media company. And then the next project, which you have to kind of context switch, meaning um, like really think about it differently is, hey, you, you're working on a, a matchmaking company and they're thinking about going IPO. So it's like very different, um, very different skill sets, very different research that needs to be done, um, how you're approaching it, the way you analyze it has to be completely different. So that was also something um, investment banking really did teach me well is like that context switching is very important as you become a CEO um, later on in life, right? It's like, you have to think about, hey, one minute you might be talking to your employees about, hey, what kind of employer benefits that they wanna actually have, or talking to your customer to the next making big decisions for how the company is gonna grow three or five years down the line. Now, you were learning this, getting the projects where you were learning about, so you would help sell the company or you'd help upgrade the company or take the company public or, uh, help them raise another round of uh, funding or what were your yeah. projects? You said you'd somehow be working on 20 different things at once. Yeah, so um, it could be something like a merger or like that company wants to acquire a, a company in the media space. So give me 10 different companies that fit into my criteria of, of acquisition to, hey, this company wants to go public, so they want to raise a public round through an IPO, or this company is looking to raise debt capital, 
And so you have to figure out what type of debt they should raise and um, what's it gonna cost them to raise that capital. So I would say within the context of advisory work, that's essentially what you were doing. And hard to focus on that if you're worried about uh, childcare, I guess. <laughs> yes, at, at that time I didn't have children. It was very early on, um, but I, you know, I can, um, you know, as a as a as an employee that had childcare issues myself, you know, that the last thing you want to work think about or worry about is where my children are going to be, right? right? That is a fundamental issue before you can think about anything else. So, for example, like let's say you are that hourly employee and you're working at a McDonald's, right? You might have a second or third shift but your employer needs you to be there every single day. The last thing that you're gonna be thinking about is, well, how am I gonna do this job if I don't have anyone looking after my kids? Right. Or even so, like if I don't have anyone looking at my kids, how do I even progress in my career, right? Like I know McDonald's probably offers like continuous education for their employees, but you can't even do that continuous education if you don't have time because you're taking care of your kids. Well, the other thing is it, you know, there's a lot of luxury associated with the lifestyle of working in the financial uh, industry and all these big companies and big dollars and big projects and mergers and uh, fancy office buildings and expensive lunches and travel and hotel. And now you're clear. And then you, it's, it's a big step to get so passionate about your idea for childcare that you find yourself a little while down the road uh, scrubbing toilets. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying times. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. <laughs> um, well, it took a, there was definitely a number of years in between that because I went from finance to operations being an operator at a company then stepping into becoming like a tech entrepreneur right like now meaning work now what's that mean you're an operator of a company they bring you in like hmm. you know this she knows more about it than we do we're going to bring her in as a cult consultant just let her run this this division or this section or something like that is mm -hmm. it, is that is that what that was uh, yeah so i think the it, it ends up usually becoming like the way that you get there is hey, you worked in finance and you've ended building a rapport with a company and you've advised them on larger strategic things that they should do. Um, and then they're like, well, why don't you come work for us? And why don't yeah. you help us like do that, do the execution on all those advice that you've given us? And that's actually when you find out it's a lot harder <laughs> like to give advice than to actually take that advice and execute it. And hence, Jessica, <laughs> who I choose to get on this podcast. <laughs> yes. 
And, you know, um, per people yeah. who have made that jump and realize that, you know, <laughs> and so what, like, what things like when you went in and now you're running a project, what, what's your recollection of that? There were like eye-opening experiences for you. Um, I think the hardest one that I had to do was, um, and this was after investment banking, I went and jumped over on the private equity side. Um, so the difference on that is you're given advice to you're taking advice and you you're the one that holds the money, right? right. And you're making those decisions. So um, one of the things was, I remember this distinctively, we were buying a asset management firm and this was like a year or two after like the great recession. And I remember going in like, hey, look, this is a like this is why we should buy. Here are the synergies that's going to create for our own fund. And we've got to cut out a bunch of like um, sectors in this company, not sectors, a, a bunch of divisions in this company because they're not making any money anymore. Like the great recession just completely killed those um, those divisions. Right. And then they were like, yeah, we should do this. Now, by the way, you're going to integrate the company and now it's your job to go fire half of those employees. <laughs> I, was, I, I had like literally got a panic attack week one of four weeks that I had to spend at the company firing people. Like literally I sat in, I fired like every single day. My job was to fire 20 people and it was horrendous. Like I never felt like the worst person in the world. Like people are yelling at you. People are really making you feel like you're the worst person that they've ever met. And I think that's when like, I, I really kind of understood from that point, like it's easier to make suggestions, but it's way harder to actually have to execute on those suggestions. By the way, did that company, uh, after you went through that uh, downsize, let's call it politely downsizing and everything, did the company um, do well? Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. So, I mean, sometimes you have to prune, you know what I'm saying? And that's why, uh, you know, those of y'all listening to this thing, you got to look out for yourself because, you know, industry changes, uh, the economy changes, things are being invented all the time. Uh, people screw politicians will screw things up. Sometimes CEOs will screw things up. You got to look out for yourself and you've got to have your options and not just be a Pollyanna as you go through the day thinking, uh, this job is always going to be here for me. You know, I'll get a decent pay raise and, you know, my pension will be definitely there for me. You know, you got to look look down the road and look out for yourself. And those of y'all thinking about starting your own business, or maybe you're in that now and going through nightmares, trying to make it uh, work, need to remind yourself that it is worth it because you're taking control of your life. And uh, the fight you're fighting is for your financial freedom and where you don't have to be uh, in a position that you could be a victim of some kind of uh, uh, Teutonic plates shifting in the economy. And uh, all of a sudden, not only are you out, uh, I remember I got a loan up in North Carolina on a house. We decided 
we're going to make a big addition onto our house. So I go down to the private equity thing of uh, the bank and all oh, they love anything Larry wanted. Unbelievable, you know, and uh, uh, you know, you're our preferred customer, whatever, whatever. Well, they said, go ahead and get, let's just do this. Get a, your first, first strike at it. I didn't know what it was going to cost. They said, we'll give you a $250,000 for the first part of the construction addition and then go through that. And then you'll know what it's going to take to finish it. Come on back down and we'll give you the rest of it. Well, by the time <laughs> Jessica, we went down to, to get the rest <laughs> of it, everybody in that department had been fired. <laughs> oh, the whole exclusive elite client division gone. And I called him up and I said, uh, you know, 200 grand and, and, and deposits going through your account. This was like, I don't know, late eighties. I said, 200 grand in deposits going through your bank, uh, losing that doesn't matter. I don't matter to you. And they say, no, not really <laughs> <laughs> in their grand scheme of things. So, you know, don't take things for granted, look out for yourself. And so as you moved on from that, then you moved on from uh, operations into what, what did you say? Um, startups. So um, I think what was really interesting for me is I had so much experience with larger companies and really being like a real operator, like, okay, it's not like, like truly it's like, Hey, this is how you make the day-to-day -day operations work and how like point A gets to point Z, I kind of looked and, and said, like, hey, tech companies can really learn from that experience, right? Like, how do you actually monetize instead of just growing, growing, growing and not figuring out how to make money? Right. Um, and I, I really started to like that too, because if you could think about these things when you're just starting out as a company, you might not have to backpedal like four or five years down the road. Right? right. Like if you if you thought about how to become a profitable company from day one, you can actually try to get to that profitability versus, well, I've grown so big now my business model actually doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you you know, all of this turned into priceless, uh, and actually necessary experience for what you did. And I want to get into. Uh, how you exploded this, this thing. And it seems like from, when did you put the app out, uh, Jessica? Um, so we spent most of 2017 building it. So the first person that actually started using it was in 2018. It was like, I remember uh -huh. this like Jan 1st of 2018. Yeah. Well, I want to hear, I want to be able to ask you a little bit more about that uh, uh, next time we talk. If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Whitell and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.